1: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. this is the Rob Black Show. 100 basis points. That's what we got out of yesterday's inflation numbers. If Canada can raise their interest rates by a very large tune, could the United States? The inflation number was so hot yesterday that this is what the Federal Reserve started talking about, setting up some trial balloons. It's kind of the way Wall Street works at times. Trial balloons. See how people respond to ideas and concepts of truly fighting inflation. Is that really going to be what they're going to do? Who's going to blink first? Is the question. So let's talk about yesterday. Stocks fell for a third straight day. After the government said that inflation was running hotter than at any point since 1981. Twitter got a boost yesterday after a short seller said it was long on the company, meaning it's bullish on the stock. I'm not touching Twitter. If you paid me, if you were to give me free gambling money, the investment gods have given you $10,000, put it on one stock and one stock alone. If you were to say you can only buy that one stock and be like, yeah, can I give the money to charity? It's just not if Elon Musk walks away, this is a broken company. And everyone knows it. We're waiting for inflation to come down. You could wait for Godot, you can wait for a bus, you could wait for a lot of things, but waiting for inflation, eh, it's not a lot of fun. We have seen gas prices come down aggressively. So will these numbers be the peak? We were hoping that the last numbers were peak. Now we're hoping these numbers are peak. But to even to go from 9.1% down to 6%, it would be still quite complicated because we need to get down to about 2% inflation. We're a long way away from that. And the way rents work, and that rent is a big factor of inflation, you typically sign a one-year lease. So for rents to start falling, it's kind of a two to three-year cycle. <laughs> of you have to start lowering. And to get to the point of where we're lowering rents, we need to have some people lose their jobs and we need to see the unemployment number go a different way than it's been going. The unemployment has been strong. The United States employment has been strong is the right way of saying that probably, right? So digging into the numbers, the headline 9.1% figure was driven by an increase in gasoline prices, which jumped 11.2% from May to June. But from June to, to July, Prices have dropped aggressively 21 straight days. And that should provide some relief for July's inflation report. But again, we don't get that till August. Inflation is still ripping higher in many parts of the economy. Rents, like I was mentioning, the rent index jumped 8 tenths of percent from May for its biggest monthly increase in 36 years. Cars, apparel, home goods also increased in June. We have seen travel like airlines and hotels see some pricing come down. So maybe we've hit peak. If you people, and let me refer to you, you people, you people would stop buying cars, peril and home goods. Are we deploying ourselves? Maybe. In a new poll, Americans were asked about the biggest concern facing their family. And the top four answers were inflation or the economy. It's not a mystery why your paycheck doesn't go as far as it could and or should or that it used to. Real average hourly earnings, which are wages that are just for inflation, are declining at their fastest pace in 40 years. I saw some, I think it was a BS story about a guy who's never had anything but water. And they made him drink soda and Slurpees and all these disgusting drinks to him. And he made these horrible, horrible faces. That's kind of what we're going to have to start doing is just going to water and warm water for dinner. We're all going to starve. We're going to die. No, I I don't think that's the case. But we may have to tighten our belts a little bit if we want our earnings to go as far as we want them to. And again, I, I say that coming from a place of wealth, so I'm embarrassed. Last month, the central bank hiked interest rates by 75 basis points, the most since 1984. The inflation report all but cements another 75 basis points this month. Some people are saying in two weeks, will the Fed do 100 basis points and get it over with? One Fed member who is not a voting member, Rafael Bostic, said yesterday, let's do the 100. Interesting. The problem is it takes about six to nine months for interest rates to really bleed into the economy when you raise them. So we won't know how bad this is for a few quarters. If the interest rate hikes are working, and again, there's some things interest rate hikes can't work on. You can't fix Russia and Ukraine. You can't fix COVID running rampant in China. And I say China because they're a big manufacturer of the world's goods and because they seem to have the strictest policy on shutdowns. BMW summer on sales event is here now through August one, find your dream car. Why do I bring that up? Um, We'll see how well the sale goes. And it's something that you see every year in commercials and advertising. They've got a pretty cool set of vehicles. Now the iconic three, the dynamic X three, the powerful X five. Um. But car sales are going to be, do you see big sales? Do you see, because that's what we're seeing at Target. You go to Target right now, you're seeing 15, 20, 25% off signs everywhere. And that should cut inflation. Cars, not so much. There's very few of them. No, there's fewer made than wanted by the dealers. And therefore, the pricing has been very (laughs) generous to the dealers. Joe Biden's touching down in the Middle East. He's hanging out in Israel today. A high series stake, high stakes series of trips. <clears throat> He's going to chat with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salam. He's called Saudi Arabia a pariah for its human rights abuses, including the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. But Biden is now arguing that the stronger ties with the Saudis could help stabilize security in the Middle East as well as calm oil markets. Netflix announced that, yeah, we are going into advertising. Yeah, we're going to go with the company in the internet who does the advertising Google. No, 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 they're going with Microsoft. That was a weird win for Microsoft yesterday. And Netflix must have got that one on the cheap. Microsoft's going to bring strong privacy protections and innovate the services, tech, and sales departments. Netflix is hoping that a low cost option will help win back fans. It lost 600,000 subscribers in the first three months of the year. It's expected to lose 2 million during the second quarter to the point that Netflix has even started to talk about rolling out a commercial version of the show, Oops. but also maybe even staggering two weekly episodes of Stranger Things so that it definitely bleeds over two quarters. So you got to cancel it. Like uh, eh, it's tough to cancel. Versus watching all seven episodes cancel for a month, come back for two months. Like it's, They're finding a little bit of that's going on. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Yesterday, one of the things that we saw in the inflation numbers is the wage inflation is not holding up. Real wages for Americans and what we have to spend after we've paid markups in inflationary costs is declining at a huge rate. That was probably the shadow story yesterday the big story was the 100 basis point hike for this month from the federal reserve another 100 basis points do you think mortgages could stand to go to six and a half seven and a half percent Ooh, i think there'd be some more buckling there you can find me online at roblox show twitter roblox show youtube roblox show this is a show dedicated to getting you to retirement Elon Musk's got two upgrades today for Tesla, which was a bit of a weird timing thing. We'll talk about that and some of the other travails that are hitting Elon Musk in his life with a legal showdown with Twitter and much, much more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. One of the things I've been doing recently is looking at my portfolio and not tinkering, but thinking. And to me, it's a very visual process. It's not lost on me that after a recession starts, it typically runs its course in six to nine months. And then three years later the stock market is at an all-time high. It's up a hundred percent one hundred percent of the time in the last hundred years. That after recession ends, stock market has already priced a lot of it in and the stock market tears higher. So a broker advisor for taking any action on any implications that I'm making here, but the best time for me to invest in my lifetime was 2000 to 2002, was 2008, was 2020 when the stock market crashed in March, and right now, I'm not going to call this once in a generation. Why did I call March 2020's correction to these levels once in a generation? Because that happened in a two-week time period. But yesterday, what I found myself doing is saying, okay, I'm taking a serious look at all my cash, my cash equivalents, and thinking, how soon do I want to get this all back to work in the stock market? How much do I want to leave in cash? Don't you want to buy low, Rob? Don't you want to, instead of saying, oh, yeah, I remember 2022. And during that summer, I just was too busy and I didn't have enough. Well, I had cash. I just didn't want to use it because I thought there was a bigger recession looming. I thought there was some sort of shock to the system coming. So I was a little hesitant. I don't want to be in that position again. I don't want to be in the position of looking back and going, I wish I would have invested more. If you ever hear a conversation between me and Chad Burton and we talk about our regrets, some of them are cars, some of them are spouses, some of them are not being more aggressive when the market's down. Two years ago, 18 months ago, when the market's hitting all-time highs, I'm like, Woo, put more money in the market, put more money in the market, put more money in the market. And then in 2021, when we started hitting... 70 record highs again and again and again i'm like yeah oh you don't have to put money in the market as fast as you want you know you can wait for a little bit of a pullback you know it's jay little and jay little investment show and you know you can wait for the market pull back the market pulls back are you ready for it or are you psychologically going to freak yourself out and say no i answered three emails yesterday from people who are on the sidelines and they typically mess it up I'm not a sideline kind of guy, so I'm the wrong person to go that direction with. I'm not a crypto bull. I'm an optimist, but not a bull. So I'm the wrong guy to say, hey, bro, bro, when's crypto coming back? I'm not him. With markets down, now is the time for young people to invest. That much I do know. If I could take myself out of it, I can tell you, wow, you got 20% off. You're not sitting at all-time high. You got some cash, get it to work. I work with several successful young professionals who've done well in the last decade. I work with several young professionals who are building their careers, who are expanding their lives, but who have never been through a bear market. And their bear markets all bear markets are different, right? That's what they say. This bear market is hitting bond stock, bonds, stocks, cryptocurrencies. We're seeing rise in inflation. We're seeing skyrocketing prices for homes and gasoline. This is a different bear market than in others. So this feels like this is the great great big black grizzly bear hunt. A lot of people in their 30s and 40s are now hesitant to invest new money because they see money drop. When I see the stock market drop, I get excited. When I see a discount on a car, like buying a two-year-old used car, is much more sexy to me than buying a brand new car. I know, I know. What sort of fun am I? Well, I have a jet ski strapped to my two-year-old vehicle. No, I'm not fun or sexy at all. I'm pretty practical. Um, Emergency fund right now. So yesterday I was looking at my cash and I looked at my emergency fund and I've, re- I've moved it all to higher interest rates. Um, there's a lot of really good banks right now offering you one to one and a half percent on your savings and checkings. Typically, excuse me, savings, not checkings. I haven't seen one and a half percent on a checking, but I know rates are moving higher. If you're a wealthy investor, or if you have account minimums, sometimes checking will get you a little bit of a ching. So funny, I've rates so fewer and fewer checks. They almost feel like something from the past. Okay, so I looked at my cash and then I looked at the what goals do I have for my money? Like right now, do I have to fund my kids' college in five years? Do I have to um, do a big home repair? Do I have to get a new car? So I looked at my goal sheet yesterday and I was like, okay, I could put more money in the market. I got no pending goals the next three years that are like, no, you should be a little more conservative with it just in case the three years don't work out. I had to ask myself, self, are you looking to make a quick buck in the market? Because right now we are way oversold. And we should have a rally, but then we should have a reflection period where we go, we still have high inflation, we still have high interest rates. We're actually going to knock things back down. But right now we're oversold. Short-term, we should have some gain. Then we should have some reflection. And if everything is as true as it is right now, as well as it's written on like a subway wall, it's so clear to us, it's never that easy. Marcus has a new high-yield CD. Marcus is an online bank by Goldman Sachs. No minimum deposit, no fees, a 1.2% online savings rate. I don't use Marcus. I don't know Marcus well. but. That's the idea. If you go to bankrate.com, you could start seeing your savings do a lot sexier. So people ask me what to do. I'm like, okay, look at your cash. Are you going to try to make uh, look at your goals? Are your goals well-funded? You're not going to need any of that uh, stock market trading money or that stock market investing money in the next three to five years. So you got to now decide, are you looking to make that quick buck on a, a dead cap balance? Or are you looking to make a long-term uh, entry point? Prices could fall more with inflation hitting 9% yesterday. That is a really bothersome number. And again, it doesn't even come close to becoming 6% is a really bothersome number on inflation 4%. And that's like, dang it. That's, that's too hot, but we can survive that. We've survived that before in the past. So even like with the GDP, we want our GDP and eh, not 2%. We would love our GDP growing at 3% with our inflation 2%, not enough people are seeing inflation to like get uh, wage gains and to get profits for corporations. 4%, eh, eh, that's when we start having a problem with inflation. Somewhere between 2 and 4%, right? So right now, I, I did a big gut check yesterday and I'm going to invest more money, more cash, and the answer is yes. So my goals look pretty well set. I, I I'm not looking for the quick buck. I'm doing some dollar cost averaging. I'm scanning my portfolio for what I need more of. And once that 100 basis points or once we get through July, that'll be a little step closer. Once we get through earnings, it'll be a little step closer. Again, this can take another 3 to 12 months easily. So I'm not looking for instant gratification. I'm Rob Black. Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.
1: Consumer prices, producer prices. Hot, 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 as Buster Poindexter once sang. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Uh, I know you're saying that's got a Miami-Caribbean vibe going. No, Rob, you can't put that inflation. You can't put that horrible song in my head today to think about inflation. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Um, shake your hips when you sing it, right? Shake your hips when you sing it. That was the vibe we got yesterday and today. Then... JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley reported worse than expected earnings and revenue. JP Morgan suspended stock buybacks. You're supposed to be buying low, JP Morgan. But they're trying to save their cash. They're increasing the reserves on credit card losses. Increasing the reserves. They're expecting things to get worse, not better. Then the Fed officials yesterday made some comments fueling fears of a 100 basis point rate hike. 1% in a whole meeting. This is a an entity that tends to grow at 25 basis point creeps. One quarter of 1%. And out of nowhere this year, we did 75 basis points in June, and we're going to do 75 basis points in July, if not 100 basis points. It's not out of the question is the thought telling you that inflation is hot, hot, hot. We don't want that. Take it back. It's got mushrooms on it. It's got it. No. There's concerns about Europe fragmentation. Collapse of the Italian government. Italy's five-star movement said it would not participate in a parliamentary confidence vote. And Prime Minister Draghi said he would not head an administration without the five-star movement's participation. Ah, the smell of foreign politics and how they play out in the world of investments. So we got that 100 basis. Oh, the for the record, the next interest rate hike is in about 10 days. We'll be 75 or 100. Once we get past that, we'll know. I refer to that as the demon known versus the demon unknown. The investment banks that came out today, yeah, they're increasing their losses. Now we know they're, they're expecting things to get worse. They tend to have a pretty good idea of what you can pay back. Because they're lending it to you, but they're also managing your banking accounts. They're seeing the transactions on their credit card networks. The key takeaway from the employment report today, the weekly initial claims came in at 244,000. Typically, any number under 350,000 is considered positive. This comes out every Thursday. There's still some relatively low hanging fruit in the labor market. Initial claims have been inching higher in steady fashion since they reached a low of 167,000 in March. If employers aren't cutting jobs, not aggressively, when that number hits 400,000, 450, 500,000, 500,000, 600, we've seen those numbers before. That's when the employment market's going the wrong way. But when you only lose 244,000. Again, way higher than the the good old days of 100,000, 200,000. Losing 244,000. We have that many people coming to America on a regular basis. So, this is not alarming. This is a employment's doing well, but inflation's doing very, very well. It's feeling hot, hot, hot. So that's not good news. The wholesale prices today have freaked out the markets on top of the consumer prices yesterday. And that has had the Dow slump 500 points. Traders are worried about larger rate hikes. They're worried about uh, job cuts. JP Morgan Chase sank 5% after reporting quarterly earnings that missed expectations. Morgan Stanley dipped, followed a miss on the top and bottom line. So they missed on the revenue and the earnings. Next week, we'll get more earnings out of companies. And we'll get more insights as companies like ExxonMobil report. Will they be hitting record profits? Chevron. In the next couple of weeks, we'll get Meta and Salesforce and Tesla and Amazon. So the next couple of weeks are going to be focused on the Federal Reserve, 75 basis points, 100 basis points. What will that do to lending costs on mortgages? Will that sap the last of the buying strength of people who want to buy real estate for a while on a loan? Will that increase stock sell-offs as people are looking to raise cash so they can buy real estate? There's a lot of questions. The Produce Price Index, which measures prices paid to producers of goods and services, showed that wholesale prices rose 11.3% last month as energy prices jumped. This offers further insight into the health of our economy. 90% of the gain in inflation came from the 10% increase in final demand energy costs as prices for oil, natural gas, and other products soared. We really, no, I don't want to say we really need because that's making it sound too universal. But I think the market could use oil under $100. Um, just so it can eyeball it. Just so it can go, oh, that's what you look like. See how we digest that. Stocks are sinking at the market. Open Jamie Dimon warns of, of negative consequences. Jamie Dimon's the man. I hate saying that. But if there were baseball cards of these guys, and a friend of mine is going to the economic Summit next week up in Montana. and it's kind of a cool place to go. It's a hotel, you sit at a bar and you sit in a saddle, saddle the bar seats for saddles. But what he's loving is it's just all bankers and economists. And I love that kind of stuff too. So when JP. Morgan talks and Jamie Diamond talks, I, I do really, really try to listen. I think he is a no BS kind of man that could have been president of the United States. But in a Lee coca fashion, eh, we don't really want business leaders as our presidents. In our global economy, we are dealing with two conflicting factors. So says Diamond operating on different timetables. He says the US economy continues to grow in both the job market and consumer spending. Their ability to spend remained healthy. Okay, good. But geopolitical tension, high inflation, waning consumer confidence, and searching about high rates have to go and the never-before-seen quantitative tightening and their effects on global liquidity combined with the war in Ukraine and its harmful effect on global energy and food prices are likely to have negative consequences on the global economy. He said it well. In the last three weeks, I've heard two things said well. This is one of them. He's basically saying the U.S. economy looks great, but the world economy looks like it's going to struggle. And will the world economy drag the U.S. into a recession? question another thing that I heard oddly enough came from investment banking company One and their thought was, we've lived in a period of lower inter- where interest rates trending lower 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 till they got to zero for 15 years now he says we're going to be living in an interest rate environment that starts at zero and it's going to be trending higher and probably remain higher not for 15 years, but for stubbornly longer than you want it to. And that's a different environment. It's like playing soccer on a 100-degree day on a blacktop versus playing soccer in the winter with snow. It's a different game. And I kind of agree that's a little bit of truth. The higher interest rate environment should make stock picking a lot more challenging for individuals. How are you feeling? How's your mental game? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Tesla got two big stock buy ratings today. Anytime I see two upgrades in one day, I'm trying to look for what's going on. One analyst launched coverage of Tesla, buy rating, $1,000 price target. His take is the electric vehicle pioneer came just hours after Panacord Genuity's analyst initiated coverage. Weird. 1 inch interest one initiates coverage with an $801 price target one introduces coverage with a $1000 price target Canaccord's bullish stance helped Tesla stock during the regular session yesterday June inflation data played havoc in the markets yet Tesla was able to have one of its best days um, Tesla yesterday In the analyst commentary, he said, I see Tesla delivering 10 million cars by 2030, as well as generating commercial incremental sales from its investments in self-driving and artificial intelligence technologies. One of the self-driving leaders at Tesla resigned yesterday. Just, he's done. Tesla delivered about 936,000 vehicles in 2021. They've delivered about 565,000 vehicles in the first half of 2022. On track to show that growth, but on track for $10 million by 2030, not likely. Don't underestimate Elon Musk. Um, 54% of analysts covering Tesla stock have it rated as a buy. That's the highest buy rating ratio for the company since 2015. That's a lot of love. That's good news and bad news. Other stories of note day. And there's a couple. Um Taiwan semiconductor, who makes a lot of semiconductors for the world, reported a strong quarter. If there's a little bit of a who that's good to hear. It is a positive. Dallas claims jumped to the highest level since November. Still not high enough, but If you're looking for job losses, like I am, to help corporations with recessionary cost and inflation costs of labor, to kind of disrupt and to show that there is a reason to slow the economy, jobless claims are moving in the right direction to lead to job cuts. It's kind of a horrible thing to say. I know. I know. The producer price index was way too high this morning. Consumer price index was way too high. You can squibble and squabble between 113 and 11.6% on the producer price index. Uh, on the consumer price index, 9.1%, 94 We need that number to get down to two. Not six, not five, two. So people are a little bit freaked out. Amazon Prime or Amazon said yesterday that more than 300 million items were sold during Prime Day. Give a lot of information on it. But 300 million items, I picked up a new high-definition camera, which basically means I think I'm going to be working from home for a while. And I picked up a new light, ring light, which basically means I think I'm going to be working from home for a while. I did not get my uh, Yeti Blue microphone. Only $20 off. I'll wait for picking up a second one, maybe Black Friday or when they announce a new line of, of, of mics. But Amazon shoppers bought more than 300 million items. It's a day that cardboard boxes cry because they know in the next couple of days they're going to get loaded up with stuff delivered and then you're going to rip into the, their, their heads off. Cardboard boxes hate Amazon, just like cows, hate McDonald's. Why do they have to put how many billions of cows they've slaughtered on the sign? Top selling categories, according to Amazon, electronics, home goods, and Amazon branded devices. The Amazon branded devices are the ones that have the biggest sales numbers. The event which ran yesterday and Tuesday comes at a time when consumers' wallets are already being squeezed by soaring inflation. This year shoppers appeared to reach for necessities over indulgences with products like Frito-Lay snack packs landing among the top purchase items. Roughly 58% of orders were placed for items under $20. The prospect of higher prices doesn't seem to dampen consumer enthusiasm right now. There was competing retailers doing sales yesterday, Best Buy and Target. Total online retail sales in the United States during Amazon's Prime Day event. Past over 11.9 billion. It's eight and a half percent higher than last year's event. Amazon wanted to say, Hey, our numbers may not have been so great, but did you see Amazon Live? Its live streaming service, Prime Day Live Streams, had more than 100 million views. The company said it did not disclose how that compares to last year's event. Thousands of users hosted live streams during the event. So their live streaming a sale, and they're proud of it. One thing that I find interesting about Amazon, and I almost want to give them a little bit more love than we give them, is their product has been the best thing out there as far as taking chances since Apple and the iPod. You may not like the Kindle Fire Reader. You may not like the dot speakers. But they are tinkering. They tried a phone that was a disaster. Um, They're getting into more TV and streaming sticks. Leaving Roku in the, hey, we make a premium product over here. And yet they make a product that's got everything in it, including Alexa. So I think that's all we have to hit on Amazon. I don't think that was that big of a story. But uh, we did spend and we did spend more than last year. General Motors said they're going to build a network of EV fast chargers at pilot travel centers across the United States, about 2,000 in total. If I were a young man, and I'm not, if I was an entrepreneur, I'm not really one right now. I would say uh, I'd be looking to open up EV charging station tied towards a coffee place. Tied towards some sort of playground for kids, tied towards some sort of arcade for teenagers. We kind of need like a Dave & Buster's for EV chargers. But Dave & Buster's is too big. It's too expensive. That's a business lesson that we should talk about for just a second. Dave & Buster's as a publicly traded company. I don't get it. It's a restaurant that sells pretty average food. Okay. It's a restaurant that sells alcohol. I'm interested. It's a restaurant that has a lot of video games that are very expensive to maintain and to lease and put in place. I find something else. And I I know you're saying, what's better than that? McDonald's? And again, as an investor, you only have so many tickets. Mr. Warren Buffett once said, investors should look at investing as if they have a punch card with 20 punches. Make your choices count. So the world of a Dave and Buster's versus a McDonald's, I'm going with McDonald's. And I know you're saying McDonald's isn't a restaurant. I know. I know you can classify some of their food is not food. Who was it? Subway lost a court case yesterday that they call their tuna 100% tuna, and it's not. What percent is it is the question that I have. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com